Hello and welcome to Social Media Weekly, episode 13th, August 2019. Social Media Weekly is brought to you by Virtual Peddlers Marketing, the digital marketing agency that helps small businesses go digital. My name is Sean. And I'm JK. This week in, weekly, in Social Media Weekly, authorities want Facebook to answer on Libra's privacy concerns. Snap, owner of Snapchat, okay. wants to raise $1 billion in private, private debt offering. Another Instagram partner caught storing privacy information. It will never end. <laughs> For everyone. Telegram introduced a feature WhatsApp desperately needs. Facebook adds slideshow function to stories. And Google makes podcasts searchable and playable. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Back to the stories. Authorities want Facebook to answer on Libra's privacy concerns. Since the official announcement they made in June this year, Libra and Facebook have both been under many microscopes. Many want to know how these companies intend to protect user privacy. Representatives from communities on privacy and data protection from all over the world have gotten together to come up with some questions and demanded Facebook or Libra to answer them. Mm-hmm. So these are the, the people include um, those from representatives and communities in the US, Canada, Australia, EU, UK, Albania, and more. Mm-hmm. So uh, the questions require a lot of detailed answers, um, which we will not get specifically into, but the gist of it is like this. So here we have one question, which asks, how Libra can be confident that the information it has is secure and private. Mm-hmm. So they need Libra to prove, right, um, their confidence to, to prove like without a doubt that mm-hmm. their confidence is is, is like top notch. Right? Yeah, it's top notch. Why why are they confident? They can't be confident because they feel something. <laughs> they need to be confident because I feel right. They need to prove Correct. prove it. So this question can be further expand expanded to a. They need to provide clear information on how the data will be used. Mm-hmm. Like okay. specifically, it, it, it will not say that because previously in uh, Libra's white paper, uh-huh. it says that they will not use our information except when it's required. So, okay, so it's very vague. Yeah, so it's very vague, right? So Libra is now required to, to list down exactly in which situation it is required. That's them not least. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a whole Bible. Okay? I think so too. I think so too. But I think these guys are very patient when it comes to waiting for the proper answer. Correct. So B, create clear privacy default settings and do not manipulate users into giving them permission to use this data. I think this is very it's uh it's how say it, it's past history. Yes. So they didn't read really So how do you intend to not do these things? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like it's like um they need to prove, right? They need to prove like mm-hmm. they need to promise that they will not uh try to manipulate users into giving the the data and stuff. Yeah, like data. You remember this this thing called face app? The one where they yeah. a lot of people use it to generate like older versions of themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. now I remember what is it. So you know FaceTime Face is actually owned by Facebook? Oh really? And do you know by uh by taking a picture of yourself for fun, Facebook was able to get an updated photo of all of us? Oh really? Yeah. Yes. Oh thank god I didn't play. So <laughs> this is this is what they mean by manipulating um, twist and turn yeah, using a form of manipulation to get data from us mm-hmm. and imagine if FaceApp is a company that is not connected to Facebook mm-hmm. right 
and nobody could find out that it was connected to Facebook. And because FaceApp is not owned by Facebook officially, FaceApp can use their private data anyhow they want, mm-hmm, correct. including sell it back to Facebook or use it for sell it to someone else. Mm-hmm. So this is the part where it it prevents Facebook from using that, Facebook correct. and Libra from using that. Yeah, they, so that they cannot manipulate so many things. Yeah. <laughs> C, ensure privacy settings are clear and easy to use. Something Facebook has always struggled with, I think intentionally. Words and twisted. <laughs> yeah, like you have settings embedded within settings, within <laughs> settings and within settings. Yeah, man, they always do that. Yeah, still doing it. They're still doing it. D, collect only the bare minimum data for operational work, nothing more. Okay, all right. So let's just say if they only need your username and password, you don't ask them for your phone number, phone number, phone number real name, um, who's your mother? Who's your father? And identification card. Ident- yeah, identification card. Yeah. E ensure all data is adequately protected. Mm-hmm. And F teach people how to protect, control, and delete their private information. <laughs> well, that is under what is yeah. Ensure privacy settings are clear. And easy to yes. Use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if uh, and I I think this is important as well because Facebook is going into the third. Um, the developing nations okay, where yeah. some of them may not have the education level mm-hmm. uh, that is adequate. So it is Facebook and Libra's responsibility to educate them on how to control all the information that they have. Correct. It's the users, right? I should say. Yeah. Number two, how Libra will incorporate security into the development of its platform. Mm-hmm. So they are required to show how all the measures that they will take uh, while they're building the platform for the currency, what kind of security measures that they're putting in. Mm-hmm. And number three, how Libra makes sure all processes are identified and comply with the rules. Every single part and piece, every single third party, every single contractor needs to comply with the rules and they need to be identified. And they want Libra to show what are the operational steps that Libra is going to take. Plenty big list and it is gonna be a big <laughs> list. Like it's gonna be a rule itself, man. Eh? Yeah, like, like, like labor law. Yeah. <laughs> it's another, like the very thick one. Libra law. <laughs> Libra law. The Libra law. So Thank God. Um, <laughs> there are many questions asking precisely how Libra will perform certain tasks that will keep privacy under wraps for all users. Mm. Um, Libra actually came back with a response and they said, um, well, the gist of it is well, they said it in a very nice way, but the gist of it is. This is a very long request. We will take time to get back to you. <laughs> Definitely. Like, speaking of all this thing, I was wondering, if this is the ancient times, how will the kings ensure, you know, the citizens' privacy is all secured within their control? It's, it's the same situation like last time. Right? I think last time it's easier because it's just a lock and key mm-hmm. and um, nobody has access to their locks and keys mm-hmm. and for everyone to have access to it they need to break into the it's like a physical house right you mm-hmm. are private you have privacy within your home you close your curtains so people cannot see mm-hmm. right uh, and whatever you do is very black and white mm-hmm. let's say for example if you want to buy something money is not traceable money is just money mm-hmm. it crosses hands and nobody knows who buys what mm-hmm. but now that everything is trackable uh-huh the company that controls what that currency will be able to track exactly what you buy, when you buy, where you buy, and how much of it you buy. Okay. So that is something 
previously before the internet age they never had uh, it's a problem that that humans never had mm-hmm. and it's something that we have to deal with currently like yeah. in that era so I'm, so I'm just thinking let's think back to open your own cryptocurrency what would they are? what would it be like yeah will it be more successful and the, oh. see the the thing is right cryptocurrency is supposed to be uh, crypto like it's supposed to be anonymous Okay, decentralized. But, yeah, decentralized and anonymous. But Facebook is able to to privatize it and to, ownership. Yeah, <laughs> to 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 properly, you know, manipulate turn, turn it, it around, turn it around and make it a privacy concern, which it shouldn't have been because cryptocurrency is supposed to be anonymous. It's Correct. supposed to be a digital version of cash, mm, where yeah. you know you you don't have a digital fingerprint. It's just, cash. A, it's just a digital trans- transaction. Yeah, that's just all. a transaction of numbers. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, good luck, Facebook. <laughs> yep, good luck, Facebook. Next up, let's snap it. Snap wants to raise $1 billion in private debt offering. They are looking to add some cash into its account by proposing a debt offering which matures in 1st of August 2026. This money, they say, will primarily be used for running business, maybe acquiring other businesses, as well as possibly repurchasing previously bought stocks. This isn't something that this isn't something done regularly in the US, although Netflix has been seen doing this quite often to fund big budget movies. Although Snapchat has been making good headway in the past few months, this announcement caused the stock pricing to dip just a little. Maybe the shareholders aren't that keen on adding another billion to that well. To the well, sorry. <laughs> hmm, this one a bit hard though for Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It, on one end, um, they are starting to show results. Yeah, right? correct. On the other end, we do believe that the money that they raised in the IPO has kind of run out. Mm-hmm. So you need money to run a business. Correct. You need money yes. to make money. But if you cannot, if you don't have the money, you can't make money, and you, you can't, can't sustain. The yeah, you can't sustain. You can't have have staff and everything. Mm. But taking the extra money will make the well deeper, mm-hmm. make it more difficult to pay up. Correct. And they are in a very Christian situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's a leap of faith, like I guess, yeah. Yeah. Actually, why don't they just do fundraisers? <laughs> you know, one billion private debt offering from fundraisers. I think mm, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they've already gone IPO, so so whatever they okay. I okay, this is this is what I think, right? Uh-huh. If they were to um if they were to split their company a bit more, uh-huh. selling their shares and everything, right, they would possibly liquidate their their control okay correct control of the company a bit more so what they're doing here is actually borrowing money that mature, it's kind of like a bond okay, okay. i'm taking a one billion dollar bond listen right and it matures in first of august and i have to repay in first of august 2026 mm, okay got it got it so it's just and then they maybe they maybe have a, a small interest mm. to to make it interesting for people who want to take up this this offering mm-hmm. and uh, it the question it raises is in the confidence of people in general the fact that the share price drop a little bit that means some people are not very confident in the move mm-hmm. um, it isn't something that a lot of startups do but Netflix seems to be doing a lot of it mm-hmm. yeah. but that is fine because it's like that is a more enclosed kind of situation it's like for example if I do this private debt offering mm-hmm. for a certain few movies Right, and then once the movie makes money, mm-hmm. I give you back uh, the money. So and I earn back. Yeah, so it's a little bit more controlled situation rather than Snapchat. It's like, 
I will use it to spend on everything. On the whole world of food. On the whole world of Instead food. of a project yeah. basis. Yeah. Instead of a project basis. Mm, I guess this is the challenge Snapchat has to face. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. But I will still support you Snapchat. So will I. <laughs> One billion. Don't worry, don't worry. Sure, that will come. No problem. <laughs> right, next, next up. up. Another Instagram partner caught storing private information. Business Insider reported late last week that Hyper, with a 3 instead of an E, an apparently trusted marketing partner of Facebook and Instagram, has been secretly collecting and storing location and other data against the policies of the social media company. Only after Business Insider told Instagram uh, did the company confirm this news. So, okay, wait, get this first, right? Instagram maybe have found out about this, Mm -hmm. but they did not make this news public. Mm. Only after Business Insider told Instagram and reported it out, only then Instagram said, oh yeah, actually got. (laughs) Timing, timing. So Instagram has been removed from the platform and an official statement has also been released. Instagram also said that they they have made a a product site change that should prevent other companies from scraping public location pages in a similar way. So it's kind of like when you're caught on underpants, then yeah, you start yeah. saying, oh sorry. When you're caught with your pants on fire, then only you start fixing all this stuff, right? I bet I bet that could be one of the problems one of the reasons why some of these um uh, there's been some of the what is it called? Which one? Facebook uh sorry, Facebook outage, Instagram outage. Uh, uh what, what the what platform is? didn't work properly. Oh okay, okay, okay got it, got it. Hmm. Well, this is a series of unfortunate series, coincidentally. <laughs> so the see the question is right. Instagram knows that they shouldn't do these things. Facebook knows that they shouldn't do these things. But yet right? it's always happening. It's happening because they change the legal documents. Date itself, okay. Facebook and Instagram change the legal documents when they work with third party companies. They did not change the coding of the platform. Mm-hmm. Like for example, okay, the the, the difference in the analogy here, let, let's put an analogy that we all understand, right? It's like uh, Facebook and Instagram has a lock in the house, mm-hmm. right? And a hundred people has the lock in the house. Correct. Right? And then last time anybody can just open the the key and go into the house and take whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But then because they keep getting caught by people, they start saying, okay, you still have the same lock, I still have the same key, I still have the same lock. Now I'm telling you, this, 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 you cannot take. Mm-hmm. But people still go in there and take without Instagram and Facebook knowing. Mm-hmm. Okay. What they should have done is change the bloody lock. Correct, yeah, just, just add another, or add another layer of lock. Add another layer of lock, change Correct. the lock, so that whoever who wants access to the house needs permission to get in. Then you can bet who can go in and who cannot go yeah, in. Correct. Like make, increase your security tier. Yeah, so exactly. I don't know why. So they've been going it they've been going about it the completely wrong way, right? When when all what they should be doing is fixing their lock instead of going and telling people what they can take and what they cannot take. <laughs> A bit too naive la. Or should I say maybe fakely naive. Fakely naive and optimistic that everybody will do the right thing. <sighs> this is this is why your Libra is not working, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, next up. Telegram introduced a feature WhatsApp needs. This new feature controls how quickly a person in a group can send messages. It's called slow mode. And it allows the admin to control how long one person will need to wait before sending a second message. 
this ranges between 30 seconds to one hour. It is the perfect training for people who like sending word by word without following your food. Have you experienced that before? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it also helps control spamming and spreading fake viral content. While WhatsApp tries to control spam using machine learning, Telegram puts the control in the hands of users instead. Yeah, I think this is quite important. Yeah. And I personally get a lot of problems with people who would send text one word at a time and like like they was they were haha, enter, let's go, enter, eat here, enter, that kind of instead of like forming a proper sentence and then sending it in one message. <laughs> I think they are they're in a state of chatting in their mind. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I think send let's go hmm yeah maybe yeah. This one or that one? What yes. do you think? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No. You are very accurate here. You're very accurate here. But the thing is, the way we communicate has changed. Yes, correct. And it is no longer cute anymore. It's quite annoying. If if it's it's nice if you get one person in the group who's like that. Uh huh. But if nine out of ten are like that, it's they very are. very very guys 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 please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lost. So. What this does is Telegram actually introduced introduce this little feature in the setting, right? Where the admin can actually set like a, there's a dial mm-hmm. between none to half an hour all the way to one hour. So you, you hit send one time, you need to wait for example 30 seconds before you hit send another time. Mm-hmm. It also helps prevent spamming as well, yeah, which correct. is good because spammers usually use robots that send everything one at the same time. Yeah. Um, and it helps control it before it, it gets uh, bad. So, the question here is like, WhatsApp has been trying to control spams using machine learning. So they will say, they will always come up with very sophisticated systems that say, oh, we will try to track and see how these things look like that one, how fake news looks like and everything like that. And all Telegram did is just say, I'm just going to put a dial that controls how many people can <laughs> two kilometers to Sunway. Oh, let's go. Yeah, let's go let's to around the world. Let's go twenty <laughs> kilometers and get the Sunway. My God, like this reminds me of um, a joke, right? That says uh, that talks about these few people, um, these few big countries like uh-huh. the U.S., Japan, and everyone. Right? They want to send people up to space, right? And then because space got no gravity, mm-hmm. so the U.S. would send them up to space because they need to write things down. Correct. Yeah. They would. Uh, they would use like ink pen. But ink pen doesn't work on space because there's no gravity. Correct. Ball pen doesn't work on space. Then every single country will come up with some really, really complicated way of developing a high-tech pen. Just use and, a pencil. And then Japan just lets people use pencil. <laughs> and it solves the problem. So it's 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 that it, this this reminds me of that kind of analogy. <laughs> Call. Where you're thinking so much that well, the creation. No, it's a it's a joke. Oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke, it's okay. a joke about how how some people overthink yeah, things. Yeah. Where Correct. the solution is actually very very simple. Yeah. Especially when they want to like like make it sound like macam yes, are very wild. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Oh, this is the out of the box thinking. Yeah. And sometimes the box is just there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So the like this also this also goes back to the the. The issue of uh, you remember the seven three seven Max Eight, the one that keeps crashing. Which one? There's a there's a Boeing seven three seven that okay, keeps okay, crashing. Yeah. The Max Eight that keeps crashing. The plane, right? The plane, yeah, uh-huh. keeps crashing because um of the system that they use mm-hmm. to control it. So the system happens. The, the system is is implemented because they push the the seven three seven the larger engine further up the front of the the wing 
mm-hmm. which which causes the the plane to tilt to a little bit forward. Right. So when the plane is climbing, it tends to climb a bit higher because they want to compensate for the, the weight mm-hmm. distribution. Right, yeah. And then what happened is they created a, a very elaborate system to try to automatically push the the plane down. Okay. Uh, if it senses something. So throughout this entire way, right, this this entire thing, right, they were trying to figure out, they're trying to come up with more and more complicated systems and com- uh, computers to try to fix this thing, right? But what they could have done just changed the way was to raise the plane a little higher mm-hmm. so the engine could still because the larger engine could still fit right underneath yeah, the yeah. Oh, yeah. That works. <laughs> that that works. So yeah. it, it's, it's, it's that kind of example of yeah. a very simple solution but it's just gone wrong because the wrong people sit down and they think about more complicated ways of fixing it. Mm, yeah, actually, come to think of it also, this, this kind of situation is like, sometimes when you, you as a doubt, uh, you're trying to think of a solution, right? Whereas your kid can just answer you. Uh, yeah, you yeah very this, simply. This, this, yeah. That, that situation. It's like we, we tend to overcomplicate so many simple stuff. Yeah, correct. I, I think this is, this is adulthood. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Come <laughs> what's that? Yeah, growing old. Yeah, learn something from Telegram. <laughs> Alright, next up. Is it mine or yours? How about this? This is uh, Facebook ads. Okay, then I'll pick it up. Facebook ads slideshow function to stories. Spotted last week, Facebook is testing a new ability to upload a bunch of images in one go. Available only on Facebook stories at the moment, it makes what we've always been doing easier. All it does is let us pick a bunch of images we want to publish onto stories all at once and post them in sequence. Facebook says this will hopefully help less active least less least less less active, active stories user and ultimately facilitate the format overtaking of feed. Hmm. You know how sometimes you like to post a bunch of Insta stories together uh-huh. instead of always sliding up and pressing one by one. Correct, yeah. Posting it. You can actually post it as a slideshow like you can collect you can collect all together. You can collect all together. One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh-huh. And then one time you post, everything goes out in sequence. Okay, alright. I've never tried that before. <laughs> this is this is the new format and um they're still testing it and they're only testing it in Facebook stories at the moment. Okay. Well, why not Instagram stories? <laughs> because Instagram stories is already doing very very well. I, I this is what I suspect. Instagram stories is doing is already doing very well and uh-huh. I think they are pushing their attention to Facebook stories. Mm-hmm. and hopefully try to get people to come back to Facebook because of that. Um, and because Facebook users are generally older, mm-hmm. so they they may be changing the structure of the platform and how how old people how, how content is published in a way that makes it easy for old people to to adopt to it. Adopt it yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Because the younger people they pick up on stuff very fast. Mm. They learn how to use things very fast. They get creative with it very fast. It's the older people who are a little bit more um, stuck on the yeah stuck on the the the, the structures. And mm-hmm. it's like last time you get to like you know how last time we get to post multiple images into a post. Mm-hmm, yeah. You just tick 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 tick, and then post. You upload everything goes into one collection. Yeah, yeah. So I think they want to use back the same kind of format and use it onto stories. For the, for the older generation. For the older folk, yeah. Hmm, but just a question. Uh, do, does old folks still play Facebook story? Yes or no? I think they are using Facebook a lot more than us. Uh-huh. 
about but the story. I don't think they're using Facebook stories a lot. Yeah. So there you go. That is but the thing is they are they are trying to uh they are trying to get that Facebook users to use Facebook stories more and more. Okay, got it, got it. I don't see this going well. Because <laughs> Facebook story is a bit flung live, frankly speaking. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like like how they are the, the Insta stories they are post and five hundred views compared mm. to Facebook story, it's only like fifty, hundred. So yep. it's very it's very redundant. Yeah. But that, and that's also because in our in our target audience, most of our peers are on Instagram, not Facebook. Mm-hmm. But Facebook is uh, filled with older people, like maybe our parents, let's say. Mm-hmm. So if our parents were to be on Instagram and post an Insta story and then share to Facebook stories, there is a possibility that they get more views on Facebook stories than Instagram stories. Because of their... Because their uh, audience is mostly on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Next up, Google makes podcasts searchable and playable. This is good news to us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good news to you as well. You can now search for a podcast, for example, Social Media Weekly podcast, <laughs> and have the results include cards of playable episodes. You don't even need a podcast player for this. This is very good. It is. Um, this function will soon be made available to Google Assistant and Google Podcasts. So say, type, so say that you type. So say that you type social media weekly mm-hmm. in uh, your Google search, and then the podcast list will play out. Yes, there will be cards. You will have cards that will slide sideways. Correct. Then each one will be will have a will, a thumbnail, uh-huh. and then we have the title of your podcast, and then there's the play button. Okay. So you can play directly from the from the browser. So where does this located at? Located at the top. The top one definitely uh, is at the not the right? not the very top, but maybe close to the top. Close to the top. Yeah. Okay. You maybe let's say for example, you will get one one search result which is of your podcast itself, mm-hmm. and then the the podcast feeder, let's say Stitcher or or Anchor FM, mm-hmm. and then the one below will have um, horizontally sliding cards. Okay. All right. One card at a time, each one of one episode. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm. But this is good luck because Google, I think they are trying to move towards uh, search audio. So yes. in the future. Yeah, we did talk about this before, and mm. I think it's a very good move. And I think that brands who are still uh, looming the idea of going to podcast but haven't decided yet, I better start think now. it's quite decided for them already. <laughs> yeah, Google is already making yeah move ready. Yeah, so. exactly. Right. right, that's all for Social Media Weekly. We move on to SMW's Quora Query. Quora, SMW Quora Query is a section where we scour Quora for interesting social media or marketing topics and we give our thoughts. This week's Query of the Week, how to deal with negative comments. <laughs> <laughs> when you manage a social media account, account or blog, there are bound to be negative comments coming your way from time to time. Before we delve into the ways to handle them, remember that not all negative comments are necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they may have some merit to comments and complaints. Anyway, here they are. All right. So number one, don't respond right away. Negative comments can hurt pretty bad, especially when they don't even try to sound respectful. We have had experience with this before. Yeah, plenty. We all know it helps to respond to them, but you don't have to do it right away. In fact, avoid it altogether as they will usually be reactive and angry. So don't don't try to respond right away because when you're filled with emotion, your response is usually very bad. Mm. Take some time off to cool your emotion and then approach it in an objective manner. Mm-hmm. 
Secondly, you don't have to respond to the all you don't have to respond to all comments. There are constructive comments that may have some truth in it, and they are just plain hateful ones. There is no need to respond to all comments that come your way. Sometimes it's just better to ignore downright brainless ones for the sake of your sanity. Yeah, this one is the best. Yeah, just ignore. I would say we try to focus on the ones that are more constructive rather than the ones that are just plain insulting and and, and yeah, disrespecting yeah. you. Like, oh, you like, oh my God, Jesus hate you kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just ignore sometimes. Mm-hmm. Next, Next up. up, consider the validity. Not everyone will take the time to post negative comments to your post or blog. Some comments may contain Im- important feedback that can even help you and your team improve. Take a step back to evaluate the contents and of the contents of the comment before dropping bad labels on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Understand the contents lah. So yeah. Th- there, there is there. There will always be people who leave negative comments because they want you to know that you have done something wrong. Mm, yeah. And sometimes they come off as um, negative and harsh, not because they want it to sound negative and harsh, but because it's, it's written words. Mm, yeah, How, when they write it, they might sound nice, but when you read it, it might sound offended. Correct, yeah. So people might misread it and then it's just, yeah, it's just that two cents. Yeah. So that you will do good. Yeah. yeah. You're thinking that way. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. just make sure that uh, you know to differentiate between criticism and negative comments. Yes. Yeah. So just just know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Next up, when do when you do respond? If you do have to respond, here are some ways to do it. First, stick to the fact. Nobody can agree with proven facts. If possible, respond resp- respectfully using facts. If you can, cite them as proof so they are, so they and others cannot refute. Right. Next up, respond with humor. There are times when a little bit of smart humor can help ease the tension in the air. This is tricky, however, if done the wrong way, it can bite fire pretty badly. The best humor are those that make fun of the comment without disrespecting or shooting at the person. I think it's Wendy. Yeah, Wendy <laughs> do this very well. Yeah, so Wendy yeah. does this very well. They they will just shoot back at you and even though if you're the person who give a negative comment, right, you can't help but laugh at it. Yeah, instead of Offended. You mean you go speechless? Yeah. Um, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. You win, you know. Yeah. I always like to use this yeah. with humor. Right. The last one is take the high road. Sometimes letting the other person win an argument will not cause you to lose credibility. Being the bigger person allows you to let go of the topic and move on to a bigger stuff. And it also let other read. It also let other readers see how mature you actually are. This is done mostly by professionals, like Yeah, that. by professionals. So that oh, we're, we're sorry for that you've made you face this mistake. We'll yeah. throw it back to our team and then we'll try to solve it ASAP, which yeah. they will never do. <laughs> or or you can actually be honest and say we are doing the best that we can. Uh-huh. Um, best we tell do. them what's the problem and everything like that. We're doing the best that we can, and then um someone will be in touch with you privately to talk mm-hmm. about this. And if that person still wants to go on a tangent and rant publicly. Just let them do it. Yeah, correct. Right. It's yeah, not solving any problem. Mm-hmm. And um, as a brand, our job is to fix problems, mm, right? Correct. And if people are not happy and they, they don't accept all the problems that we put to them, mm-hmm. then it's nothing that we can do. Yeah, correct. It's just that they're not our customers. Yeah. Just, yeah. sorry. Bye. <laughs> Next right. up. It's just an opinion. Mm-hmm. Comments reflect how others feel and think about our brand and products. 
Their opinions, they may carry some sense of truth. There is also the possibility that both you and them could be accurate from different from differing perspectives. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, reminds me of this little meme of two people standing on two ends of the... Oh, six and nine. Uh, yeah, right? six and nine. One says six, one says nine. Mm-hmm. Both of them are right and both of them are different. <laughs> So before you call out their to call before you call their response out, take some time to evaluate their opinion. Uh, then give the appropriate response. Mm-hmm. Right. Next up, target a comment, not the commenter. Just because someone posts a negative comment on your blog or social media post doesn't make them bad bad people. When responding, always avoid targeting their personality. Instead, address the comment as a separate topic entirely, which has nothing to do with the person at all. Yes. Yeah. So they're just stating the comment. Yeah. The comment, the comment does not equal the person. Yep. It correct. does not reflect the person's personality. Correct. Yes. It's just a comment. So. So if 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 you're able to 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 split these two apart, we're able to objectively address the comment and mm. not the commenter. Correct. Correct. So you you focus your points on the arguments instead, yeah, instead of, of the, the person. person. Yeah. Yeah. Then you yeah. you don't go into like those I call that uh outlook appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Start words like yeah. You, you don't get personal with yeah correct. Then if not, you make you bad. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, be smart. Yeah. Use it as an opportunity. The fact is, nobody will comment on your post or blog if it doesn't have proper reach. It is in a good way a good news that people are leaving comments on your post. And the more the conversation goes, the more rich your post and blog will get. So keep the debate going without letting it get out of hand. This one requires a little bit of skill, right? Because let's say, for example, you're on Facebook and someone drops a negative comment on Facebook and then you respond. You respond in such a way that you're not shutting them down, but you're allowing them to respond as well, right? <laughs> Maybe you end with, what do you think? And then they come and then they give another... And because of chatting. Reply, yeah, and then it becomes chat. The thing is, every single time there is a new chat that happens in that post, right? It actually helps bring the post up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The new speed. Because the engagement is high. Because the engagement is high. And the higher the engagement goes, right, the higher score you get, the more people see. And it actually works to your favor, you know. Yeah, correct. So, you got to be smart on how do you do this. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> the thing is, your, your, your social media guy needs to always be at the upper hand of it and don't get emotionally attached to this kind of issues mm-hmm. and if they can play it well it actually works very well yeah right. yeah because comment right you know if you if you realize right the default mode that uh, it's uh, uh what you call that uh, most relevant yes <laughs> so yeah. the most chat one will always be on top yes right? will always be on top so be smart about it yeah be smart about it <laughs> all right next up the last one if it gets dirty block don't be afraid to block a user if they get out of hand and disrupt the harmony of your social media account and the people who use them this is especially true when the troll starts hurling racist comments, abusing you or your other audiences, or if their comments become too personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not wrong to do that. Um, you, you should allow for healthy debate, mm-hmm. provided the, the debate does not get too personal, does not get racial, does not get sexist. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody's getting abused, then it's fine. Yep, if, correct. if that line is crossed, by all means, block them. Yeah, just like how you filter friends off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. It's okay to disagree, but disagree in an objective way. Yeah, correct. Like, don't, don't you girls, don't, yeah. don't, don't do the sexist thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Alright, so that's, up for, that's all for Social Media Weekly. Social Media Weekly podcast is available on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and more. Our full videos are available on YouTube and we post bits and clips on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. This is Social Media Weekly episode 12, August 
2019 Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And I'm JK. Bye-bye. Sayonara.